Hi, everyone, and welcome to Maker and Creator, the podcast about creativity and culture and how it affects us. My name is Jai Smith, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Alex Adams. Hey, Jai. How are you? I'm good. I'm hot. It's really hot here today, and we're sitting in a brewery that is loud and fun. And I know. It's exciting. This is one of our first times that we've, uh, we've been off-site. So, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. So today we are here with uh, two of the founders of Young Henry's, one of my favourite places to drink. And now being in here in the middle of the day, I'm like, it is loud in here. So I hope you guys are enjoying what's going on in the background. Uh, why don't you guys introduce yourself and kind of talk a bit about your role at Young Henry's here? Uh, g'day, my name's Oscar McMahon. I'm one of the directors and founders of Young Henry's, um, a microbrewery in Newtown. We've been here for seven years now. And I'm Dan Hampton. I'm one of the directors and head of sales. And so, you know, we are sitting in a microbrewery or what my father has come to call a hipster brewery. Ah. Uh, what's, what's, the, what's the two-minute story of Young Henry's? Oh, okay, two-minute story. <laughs> well, that's a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me go then. Go. So Oscar and Rich met over a bar. Oscar was the bartender. Rich was a disgruntled brewer. They started having chats over a beer about uh, potentially starting a beer company. They started a thing called Beer Club and ah. got a lot of local um, people involved in, in what was the start, I guess, particularly for Sydney of the craft beer boom. Uh, they said, imagine creating a beer company that was in touch with the community as Beer Club was, as uh, they also didn't feel that there that, that was a space being played in it at that time. Yeah. Um, and so that was about nine years ago and took, took about a year and a half to, to find the site, half a year to build and then started churning beers out of here almost seven years to the month, one mm. month away. Oh, really? Which is cool. Um, and then about six months later, I met the guys and I was at Little Creatures doing sales in Sydney. Uh-huh. And then they got bought by Lion mm-hmm. and I teamed up. The guys came on board, chucked my money in, became a partner and head of sales. Great. So let's, you know, like the first thing everyone knows here is that it's good tasting beer, it's great. And, and, and today what I really am curious about is, you know, you kind of you said, you know, it's this idea of bringing beer closer to the community. Uh, and again, for kind of the, the less informed, that does become kind of that, that big his, you know, hipster varnish that people kind of throw away on a lot of things. But, you know, we're having a discussion before that, you know, there's a certain identity that Young Henry's has and it kind of owns. What, what's kind of been the inspiration behind that and why do you think it is still so unique? Because, you know, not only you guys are a big beer brand, you're probably one of the most distinctive, you know, throughout Australia, if not Sydney. I think that the simple fact is that we don't ever do market research we don't try to think about designing a beer that will suit someone else's palate every decision that we make as a business is based on our personal tastes if we like it if we feel passionate about it we know that someone else will we don't make beers for someone else we make beers that we enjoy that we want to drink and we have faith that other people will as well so it sounds like company culture must be a huge part of uh, young Henry's because if it all comes down to what you guys like, surely it's what your whole team likes, right? Is that kind yeah, of your is that your sense or something? Completely, and that's um, so the hiring process is um, pretty intense and in depth. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask yeah. about. I mean, what does the hiring pro? How do you get oh, a job look, at Young Henry's? What do you look for? <laughs> do you need a tattoo? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's a and common. A that's right, and that's the that's the common thing people say. I think we. Um, we just put it out there to find like-minded people. And look, there's a lot out there. And, and so in the process, a big part is finding people that do think like us and believe in the same things we believe in. 
And you find that out pretty quick over a few beers. And so it's probably a looser process. It's not as formal, but I, I do think that we've got it refined so that once we get to the part where we um, have hired them and we're going through the, the branding sort of stuff, and, and that came about just by um, the first person we sort of hired I, I put coming back to Oscar and said, look, I know what we're all about. H- have we got anything that we can kind of go through with new people? And, and so we actually tracked down notes from the very early meetings and, and turned them into what we call the branding doc, I guess. And, and the, the beautiful thing was that they were all still super relevant. They still are today. They were written nine years ago. But uh, it is a, it's, so we, by the time we've got to that point, we kind of know we've got the right people. And that doing that process of going through the branding notes reaffirms that. Um, and that's always a, it's only a two-page document of just some notes, but it takes up to three hours sometimes because Oscar and I run it with the new staff uh, staff member and we get right into it and they get right into it because it is, it's more than just, you know, the simple fact is you can dress like you want. You can, you tell a guy he doesn't have to shave and he grows a beard. Everyone's just, it, just lazy like that. You tell them they can have visible tattoos. They usually go out and get tattoos if they don't have them already. But, but it's it's more than that, and it's deeper than that. And and I think we stand for probably also what a lot of Newtown stands for, which is um, why this is our home and why it makes sense. Um, but it's a really cool thing to go through because at the end of it, um, it reaffirms to Oscar and I that um, we're in it for the right reasons. Where we're still having a lot of fun doing it, um, but then also to the to the new staff member. I think there's a massive level of buy-in at, at this point as well that they go, holy shit, I've found my place. Um, it is definitely more than a job to people. Um, it's Yeah, it's a, it is part of their identity and that's that's good. I would say it's good and bad, but um, people sometimes want to move on and, and I think people find it quite hard to move on because they haven't just worked a nine-to-five job. They've be, become part of something that, you know, is, is bigger than that. And are there guiding, like, you know, without giving us all your secrets, are there certain principles or certain philosophies that, you know, would be your top two or three when you're going through that process? What, for finding people? Yeah. And how many people are there? We now have around 80 staff. Really? Which is really incredible. I think in the early days when we were trying to set and define brand identity and company culture, we had to favour personality types and like-minded people over the quality of their CV. Remember also, in brewing in Australia, we're fishing from a relatively small pool of people who actually have relevant experience working for a microbrewery. Because there was 120 microbreweries in Australia when we started. There's now 550. Wow. Really? So finding people who have been there and done that is virtually impossible. That basically means anyone who has any interest in brewing has probably started their own brewery. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So... In the early days especially, it was always focusing on a people fit instead of the strength of a CV. Now that we've grown as a company and we actually have defined what our people are and what our company culture is, that then becomes more attractive and we've noticed over the last couple of years the quality of the CVs have, have increased because we're getting a lot of really uh, interesting people who want to come and work for a company where it is like Dan said more than just a salary it's a lifestyle it really I don't want to sound like we're a cult or anything but there is a really strong family vibe and people here 
legitimately care about their workplace and the other people in it. Well, that that's, it brings us on to the next point is, you know, as a workplace, as a venue, you know, we had a discussion about this before. There is other some, you'll go to some other breweries and you'll know you're in a brewery, but it doesn't really feel quite as distinctive as this. Like, talk us through how this, well, <laughs> talk us through how this environment was built and um, kind of what, what, what aesthetically do you kind of look for in building a place for people to come and drink at? Because it seems like something we should be able to do so easily. But honestly, like just having, being a huge beer drinker myself, being a frequent of a pub on most nights, it's still one of the most distinctive. And I think all the other breweries have, yeah, they've got a factory and it looks cool. They've got a crate to sit on. But, you know, there's a certain design aesthetic here that I think is really unique. It's sort of... <laughs> it sounds is it like accidental? We yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, look, I, uh, surely we can make ourselves sound better here. But um, I genuinely think it is... Um, wow, that's nice and quiet. I genuinely think it is just... There's just eclectic shit that has had it. We've it's accumulated, and and what we had in the early days, and that hasn't hasn't stopped. But um, we've always just had such massive support. I've just realised power's gone out. Yeah. So for <laughs> anyone anyone listening to that, that sudden That's silence in the good. background is not good. That's um, the power going yeah, out yeah, in yeah. the brewery. Oh, it's coming back. Anyway, so I think um, what was really cool is early days. People just rocked up with stuff. So like people would come in and and bring things and go and I remember once our stereo broke really early days and so I think we just put something on Facebook and yeah now we've got a lot of followers but back then we only had like just a few locals were following us and Six. then all of a sudden all these stereos rocked up because we whinged about having no music it takes a lot of good songs to make good beer so that was cool we the I mean our tasting bar has been uh, all the woodwork has been done by friends as has the tiling most of the art in here, as Dan has said, has been sort of donated or lent to us. And I think that a really important thing of Young Henry's is that um, the idea of reflecting your community and also supporting your community. We really believe that if you want people to, if you want your community to surround you, you need to support them first. Yeah. I so, mean, I, well, sorry. I was going to say, I think you guys are sort of the definition of authenticity. So many brands out there are trying to be authentic. Yeah, yeah. Th- therefore, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. can you can you try and be authentic, or yeah, does it right. just happen? And, and that we get that is probably one of the most common questions. How do you remain authentic? And well, that was my next question. Yeah. You, now you're nationwide, and you guys are everywhere, and you're so big, and you know you've got more than just the Newtown community. You've got an Australian community yeah, behind yeah, you. Yeah. How did you maintain your authenticity and grow to where you are? Good people. So straight back to the first point is that. Um, it's it's through the people that w- who come on that journey with us because if to a lot of people they don't know who Oscar and I are mm. uh, to to people in Melbourne it's the Melbourne purveyors the, the salespeople in Melbourne and that's that's their young ones so we need to always just be finding people that reflect us and, and a and a and a like-minded people mm. um, otherwise it's not scalable but it is definitely scalable when you just keep finding good people and they're still definitely out there and 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 as we said the, the CV thing it's still it's still the beer test it's still you've got to be able to sit down and have a chat with someone who's going to come on board because that's what they have to do um, and if but if we sit there and we feel we can't sit and have a beer and have a chat with a new staff member or, or potential staff it's probably not going to work because I don't think we're you know we're not Arrogant or anyway, if, if you can't chat with us, man, you, I don't know, there's something wrong with that. <laughs> we also, behind the scenes, we made an agreement as a collective of directors and business owners that uh, we wanted to grow this company, but we didn't want to change what the company was. So we made 
an agreement that growth uh, was only acceptable if it was done in the YH way. Yeah. And that is to continue making decisions based on whether we think it's cool, whether we think it's a good idea, and, you know, remaining in contact and dedicated to communities of like-minded people. Yeah. And the, and the, the YH way, Oscar mentioned that, that's a big thing and, and could have been should have mentioned before, but everything we do, we put our lens over. We say, oh, yeah, that's a great... Like we, we're not here to reinvent the wheel, but I think we found that um, when we were creating it, um, there was almost a cookie-cut sort of approach to craft beer and it was following from the American... But look, and yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> I get it. I get why. But I think one reason we probably stood out and continue to grow is because we do things our way. And and that can sound a bit wanky, but it's just that everything we do, we go, hey, I saw such and such doing that. You go, yeah, cool. That's actually a really cool idea. But how do we do it the young Henry's way? And we've done that from the outset yeah. and, and continue to do it, which is, which is I think, why it, it, it is authentic. Because And last year... And, you know, we try not to brag too much, but last year we actually won most distinctive brand in, in well, the alcohol industry. And that, out of everything you can win mm. or get awarded with, that meant the most to us. Well, that, that is literally the next thing oh, on my right. list. I was about to go and I'm I like, can you see my agenda? No, that's yeah. perfect because there there is a... And, and Alex and I, you know, both, whether we like it or not, end up talking about a lot about brand and identity and, and really how do you make that distinctive. And, and from a... You know, let, let's look at it from a design point of view. Firstly, like, w- what inspired that design? Like, even even your T-shirts and merch, which are you know some of my favorite T-shirts. Like, what? Where did that come from? Is it that tattoo aesthetic? I actually spotted the tattoo shop down the back there. I had no idea that was down there mm. when I first walked in here. But you know, what inspires a lot of the merch? A lot of the, even the can design, I think, is really unique. Look, it's a it's a real that's a sort of complex. Uh, a sort of a complex question to answer succinctly because we have a really strong view on what our brand is and therefore we know what the scope of variation can be. Yep. So by having a really clear view of what our simple brand looks like, we know how far we can actually push it Design-wise, and still have it, um, still have it reflecting as a Young Henry's product. So what that has allowed, it has allowed us instead of having to just stick to very strict brand parameters, it's allowed us some flex. It's allowed us to do collaboration artwork, mm. and so now you can ask different people, "What do you think of Young Henry's branding?" And they might be thinking of a Cindy Sin artwork. They might be thinking of a Jesse Wright artwork. They might be thinking of a Jesse Chick artwork. And they would go, oh, yeah, I love their stuff. And it's actually a whole bunch. We generally have four or five different artists working for us at any one time. Wow. So it actually gives our brand a little bit more room to move. But having said all that, and, and Oscar's not wouldn't say this, but Oscar's got a phenomenal eye for it. And so, yes, we have these people coming in and doing executing but Oscar knows what looks good and what doesn't and, right. and more than anyone and so we've got a great team around us who who are creative and all that but I know that I look at some artwork and I go yeah cool sweet let's go and it's probably because I'm thinking of sales and trying to hurry <laughs> it out the door but whereas Oscar will pick up three things that just need to be tweaked and, and so and I think that's also a reason we were really lucky um 
that when this was formed and created, we were just lucky that we had a few core really sort of people that were good at what they were good at yeah. all ready to come together and do something at the right time. And Oscar's artwork, as you know, we've had a can refresh and we learned along the way. So even our original artwork we loved, but we then had to be realistic to say, right, um, as we start getting further into retail sales, we were very sort of on-prem pub focused first. Um, even that we kind of fucked up with the decal. Like we kind of <laughs> we, we create things and go, that's really cool. But then you put it in where it's meant to be, and you go, ah, oh, we didn't think yeah. of that. So like you know, we all these black on black. Yeah, Every, yeah, yeah, everyone's exactly. into black. That's Just make right. it more black. So we had these cans. pubs are so dark. <laughs> and that's a yeah, good one. Exactly. The, the dark, Light. the darkness. Like yeah. you'd look, you'd look at these things and go, oh man, we really didn't think this one through. But yeah. we've learned a lot, and we we have. We've made a lot of mistakes along the way, but. We're also always willing to say, okay, we messed that up. Yeah. How can we fix that? And, and you, know. you know what? All of our mistakes have actually come from us doing things ourselves. We could have gone to a branding agency or a marketing agency or a, you know, we could have gone to a company that makes decals and say, hey, we want a full suite of, you know, can and decal designs, please. Whereas we got you know, used artists that we're friends with and we have created everything from the inside. And so we can own all those sort of mistakes, I guess. Yeah, and it's important, I guess, owning them and, and failing fast. One question I had was around if you've got the eye for, uh, for design and detail, who's the wordsmith? One thing I saw on your website, which I love, whose voice is this? Fens Hemp IPA is a big sticky number with a dank aroma of citrus, tropical, stone fruits and some spice berry. Dank aroma. I've never heard that yeah, description. Right. I actually think that was Cleo, Cleo Braithwaite. <laughs> well, I like your work, Cleo. And, and, and you know what? And that's a, it's a good point because one thing early days, and it was probably related mainly to social media, is we once, because I was doing, say, I think I was Instagram and, and Rich was, was Facebook, and, yeah. but we had a voice. And I don't think we realized it. Well, you don't because it's your voice. So then, is when it someone's voice, or no, is it all it's all your our voice? voices. Okay. Yeah, and and do you know what's funny? It's 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 yeah. It wasn't that contrived, and and <laughs> but it worked. And then you you flick over and listen to FBI radio, and <laughs> it's their voice as well. And you kind of think, oh wow, it's it's probably it's, it's conversational. Probably, yeah. It's simple. It's That's not it. overly wordy, but it's, it's you know community voice. It's a, it is. able and, to have and, some and fun. Yeah. Take we the didn't piss. realize that until we had to. Like we, we, we hired someone else in the marketing team. They were going to be responsible for social media. And then we had to actually go, well, hold on. This is, and, but they came to us and said, look, I know what the voice is. And we're yeah. like, oh, there's a voice? Yeah. Of course. It, but when it's your own voice, <laughs> it just you sounded like Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. What? There's a voice? Of course. Of course, there's, there's a voice. voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a writer for Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quietly. Quietly. From a uh, from a kind of consumption point of view, like you know, we, we kind of get an idea that you know your customers really—it's a reflection of them. You're holding up an enormous mirror to your customers and your community and being a part of them. What's been you know from your point of view, from a, from a beer point of view, there there is really now a big division between people who a big economy. I guess that'll work. Um, between kind of like you know your, your craft brews and kind of your mainstream beers, and you know having come from you know what is now Lion. Uh, is there a bit of a pushback against craft beer at the moment? Do you see other ventures into different types of beverages, or like what you know, from a category point of view, yeah, what do you see? No, it's interesting. Like craft, the the uplift of craft has slowed slightly, but um, again, from the outset, we 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 didn't want to just 
cater to craft. Like we wish, yeah. Oh, that sounds dickish. But I was going to say, we wish it wasn't called craft, but you know, it should just be beer. And and we probably did cop a little bit of shit because we did a lager. Um, not, not many craft beers, not craft beer companies were doing um, lagers. Thank you for doing a lager, uh, yeah, by the yeah, way. There yeah, should just be more fucking lagers yeah, out there. And, and like. look, there is now. And not, still not heaps, but there definitely is. And But seven years ago, doing a doing a, a light sort of Aussie pale and a, um, a real ale and a lager was madness. Like, yeah. that just seemed crazy. But again, it was water we like to drink. Mm. And, and so by sticking to that and not just trying to stick to what, what, was, what all the other craft beer companies were doing, not all of them, but the, the majority, and it you know, would be easy to, to, to just take that cookie cut. It probably would have been easier, but definitely wouldn't have got to here. But no, I think, I think look, there's still a lot... As long as everyone in the craft beer scene is continuing to grow the category, um, I think there's a tendency for everyone to sort of steal a bit of volume off each other and see what they're doing and try and do it better. But again, with our collaborations and constantly trying to take the conversation outside the craft beer forums, which has been from the outset what we've done, but you, you know, you, you try and win over, you know, we're about to do Download Festival, you try and win over all the Download fans. We've teamed up with South Sydney Rabbitohs, you try and win over the Rabbitohs fans, do beer with Foo Fighters or DZ Death Rays and you take their fans and they're, they're not they're probably not craft beer drinkers getting a cloudy cider at the end of the Spartan race was both ah, yeah, the greatest yeah. moment yeah. of yeah, my awesome. life and the biggest surprise I got because right. I finished it and I'll never forget I came out I sculled the whole yeah. thing in one yeah, go yeah, yeah. and then looked at it and I'm like I needed this yeah, and I yeah. didn't even know I needed this at yeah, the fucking yeah. Spartan race and that's a that's a yeah. that's a thing, right? We we have always tried to, you know, do things that are surprising. You want to do things that you want to do things completely in line with things you've done before, but you also want to do things which are a little bit surprising, and that allows our brand opportunity to say yes to some things that you know people wouldn't necessarily expect. But then we actually set a budget last year. We'd always just, <laughs> just done it and then gone, is there any money left? There's not. Okay, let's try and do less. But we did the opposite and did more. But we actually, um, through wanting to start doing a few more bigger things, we realized we're probably spending the same amount, time, effort, and money on a million little things that if we, if we simplify this a little bit, and that's not to take away from all the grassroots stuff we do, but it enabled us to justify things like download and um, where we're going to reach a big audience and, and it's going to be amazing, but we, we couldn't do those big ticket items if we didn't sort of funnel it a, a little bit. Yeah. I've got a couple of quick fire questions yeah. before we let you go. Um, have you got any favourite brands out there? It doesn't necessarily have to be beer brands, but any brands that you identify with or you really like and respect? Levi's. <laughs> I saw that you actually used to be a former model for Levi's, is uh, that right? <laughs> That's why I brought it up, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Please Google it. I know, I need to see these, uh, these shoots. No. I think there's some really cool wine brands coming around now. I, I think, um, um, especially down in Adelaide, when we go down and sell beer down there, I always try and grab a few bottles of um, really small, maybe natural wines that... I think if the label looks like a kid did it, it's going to be awesome. Um, and there's some, yeah, there's some really cool ones down there. Yeah. What do you like about Levi's? Uh, an old traditional brand that has managed to, without shifting their core ethos and values, has managed to maintain relevance in every single generation yeah. since they've started. 
amazing, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, the other question I've got for you, if you weren't doing what you're doing today, what would you be doing? Well, I used to be a police officer, so I wouldn't do that again. No yeah. way. That's a big, big change. <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of wanted to be a primary school teacher. Yeah, That'd be pretty yeah. sick. No, I think being a teacher would be cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah be I think I'd just be working in pubs. Pubs and bars. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. I love it. And any advice you'd give to uh, anyone who's looking to start a brand? Don't. No, <laughs> Don't right. start a beer yeah, brand. Yeah, yeah. But if nah. there's any brand out there, uh, you know, particularly in hospitality or anyone who just wants to, to start something, what would be their, your advice for them? I reckon find a couple of people to bounce off. I think that's... Um, mm. I, I couldn't do this at all without um, having, a, you know, the, the people around me. Um, particularly Oscar, like we um, we just bounce ideas off each other all the time. Yeah. And I think if I'm having a bit of a shit day or a shit week, or I start to sort of you lose a bit of focus, or you just think, what are we doing? And I think you know, a, a, a 20 minute coffee or a beer, Oscar and I usually realign pretty quick, and I'm and I, it's all clear again. Yeah. So I would say find, don't try and do it alone. I think yeah. find, wait until you've got good people with you. Uh, that's probably my advice. And I think that understanding what you want to achieve from a brand, you have to write down and have a clear idea of what you want it to be and then you've got to be ready to allow those other people their input because a brand is only truly strong and reflective of its people if they get to shape it as well. So. You know, I really honestly feel that Young Henry's isn't just ours anymore. It's kind of turned into this other beast where it is the sum of all these parts. You've got to be ready to let it go a bit. Yeah, that's amazing. Great advice. And I think, you know, one thing, I, I was expecting you to talk about um, your brand vision and, you know, how strong that is and obviously the, the strength of your product. But what I really didn't expect to get away from this was this how important people is. And, and that sort of seems like it's at the core of your business, yeah, which I think really. is um, yeah, really inspiring and obviously very successful. So, yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much, guys. And uh, thank you for listening. If you want to tune in to Maker and Creator, we're on iTunes on lots of different platforms. If you've got any feedback or want to share any thoughts, you can hit up Jai. He's at Double Star Co. And I'm at Ms. Darlinghurst. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah.